0: Today is going to be a solo cast, so that means you'll just be hearing me talk. And solo cast will usually be me bringing forth a topic that's really just sitting really close to me right now, something I'm in integration contemplation with, or a channeled message that I want to bring through to you, or some or some type of transmission. But today it's going to be something that I'm in contemplation with, something that I've been looking at myself and something that's truly truly clicked and shifted for me. So, today I'm going to be talking to you about shame. And shame is something that you know, you know that feeling really well when you're feeling shame, when you're feeling ashamed. You know that feeling. It's it's this contraction of your energy and it's this It's a very intense, critical, judgmental way to perceive and to be with yourself. And I want to talk about a little bit why we come to feeling shame and what shame is. And shame is that belief that who I am is wrong. Whereas guilt, and I know people usually will relate and put guilt and shame in the same category, but honestly, I think they're very much separate in their own things. Guilt is what I did is wrong. Shame is who I am is wrong. So shame really makes it about you. Your self, your being is wrong. And so I've often heard people say things like, "Oh, there's just something wrong with me." And I don't exactly know what it is, but I just feel like there's something wrong with you. I often have heard people say oh there's something wrong with me and when you say when there's something wrong with me what you're referring to is shame because you often can't really pinpoint what it is that is wrong with you you just feel this intense feeling of there is something wrong with me and that is shame right there shame is this intense feeling of who I am is wrong and that's how I have felt about myself for a lot, for a lot of my life. And it was really interesting for me to realize that when I was feeling those feelings of inadequacy or not good enough or worthless or undervaluable or not worthy or I didn't matter, I wasn't important, what was at the bottom of all of this was this intense shame. I was ashamed for who I am. And therefore, everything I did, I was also ashamed or embarrassed about, and shame, when we experience really, really, really traumatic levels of shame, that can really turn into self hatred and a deep, deep hate of the self, which is where I was and so how do we come to learn shame? you know it's that's the that's the interesting question is how do we learn to come to shame? ourselves. And this is a learned thing, okay? It is not something that you were inherently born with being ashamed. It, it's a very much of a cultural thing and a thing that is passed down to us from people in our lives. So if someone has shamed you, then you feel ashamed. It's like how people treat you ends up being how you feel about yourself, so if if let's just say, for example, your parents constantly shamed you by telling you that you were not good enough or that you always did something wrong or that you always could improve or you could always do better. You know, instead of saying like, oh, you just got a bad score on a test, they told you that you were stupid. When somebody makes something about When somebody says something about who you are as a person, that's shame versus what your actions are. So when it's about your actions, that's not really shame, but it's about somebody attacking your being, your character, yourself. That's when we start to feel shame. And shame is also passed down from generation to generation. So shame, shame could be a generational um lineage thing as well so if you were brought up by parents or by people who were ashamed of themselves they also shamed you and sometimes parents shame their kids into doing the right thing they they somehow think that's that's the right way to motivate or that's the right way to build someone up is to shame them so that so then they'll just do the right thing or they'll be a better person. And that never works because when you shame someone you're attacking someone's being, the fundamental the fundamental foundation of who that person is. And this is where we lose our inherent sense of worth and value and adequacy because when we're constantly attacked for who we are, then we become ashamed of who we are. When we become ashamed of who we are, we no longer can remember or know our inherent value and worth just as a person just because you exist just because you're alive just because you are a person you have inherent worth and value but shame really takes that away because it's an attack on the self that's what shame really is and it really um differentiates or separates you from the self so like an abandoning of the self happens whereas when you are you know when when you're feeling guilt there isn't a separation that happens of the self because guilt is always more on your actions what you did was wrong not who you are is wrong so there's a split that happens when we are in shame and I love what Brene Brown has said about shame and let me pull it up because I can't remember exactly what what the exact quote was that she said but she said that shame needs three things to grow exponentially in our lives secrecy silence and judgment and that's really really powerful because usually the things that we're ashamed about is because someone has shamed us for it we don't come to learn to shame ourselves just purely on our own. It's usually something someone has judged us for, and it's usually a judgment of our character, of ourself. And because we receive that constant judgment of who I be, of who I am, we develop this feeling of shame. So I also read somewhere, and this was really powerful, is that when you feel that emotion Emotion. I put it in air quotes because I don't really feel like this is an emotion. But when you feel worthless, it's not really an emotion because it's a judgment you have about yourself. But what's behind that judgment is the emotion of shame. Shame is an emotion you could really feel in your body. It's really hard to describe or feel worthless. And if you see that calling yourself Worthless is a judgment, and behind that judgment is the emotion of shame that's feeding that judgment. But you learned that judgment about yourself from somewhere, from someone. And the feeling that you internalize based on that judgment was shame, shame for who you are. And because you feel shame for who you are, your conclusion, your judgment of yourself is, I am worthless. And I like that she said that judgment... Is what really lets shame grow exponentially because without it, shame can't live. Shame doesn't have life. And the other thing she said was secrecy and silence. And that's something you'll find in families. Oh, like you'll have family secrets and your family will tell you not to tell this to anybody. That's shame because they're ashamed of that. Because if they're afraid that if someone found this Thing out about them that they would be shamed for. So that's what, that's what shame also lives in secrecy. And also silence is another thing, is um, people can be really, really just quiet and not express or share their truth or um, be vulnerable or be open. They just kind of remain silent and hidden because they're also ashamed. There's also shame they're carrying. And I think it's really interesting that Secrecy, silence, and judgment are the three things that really grow and exponentially exacerbate shame. So if you're feeling shameful and you're ashamed of yourself, it has little to do with what you do. It has everything to do with who you are. And it's probably 100% something that you learned about yourself because someone else shamed you for who you are. Like you walked funny and someone thought that was really weird, but you can't change the way you walk because it's like asking you to fundamentally change who you are. And so often we try to change who we are because we're so ashamed of who we are. And our cultural and societal paradigms also feed into the shame constantly. And we live in a culture of shame because when you shame somebody, you fundamentally disorient or differentiate or separate that person from who they are from them from them from their self and when you do that that person is more likely to give their power away that person is more likely to be influenced that person is more likely to um, be easily manipulated or feel like okay this person can fix my problem or this person says they love me so that mustn't be why I should stay with them or be with them or go with them and looking at it in this way is so powerful because the things that you're ashamed about, like if you could take a moment and list off to yourself, maybe in a journal, um, what am I ashamed about? What am I ashamed of myself for? And you write everything down, whose expectations are these that I didn't meet And this person clearly let me know that I didn't meet these expectations and they shamed me for it then because I was no longer the perfect child or the perfect daughter or the perfect wife or the perfect husband or the perfect student. And you'll realize the things that you're ashamed of yourself for is not your shame. It's someone else's shame that they have passed on to you or projected onto you because they couldn't deal with their own pain. They couldn't deal with their own separation of the self that happened with them because someone shamed them too. And when we are living in this place within ourselves of toxic shame, there is an intense, intense amount of judgment happening and an insane critical voice in our head that is digging us apart and attacking everything That we do everything that we are, down to like the way we walk, how we talk, how we dress, you know, how our body looks. Everything is up for a shame attack here. And when we start to really look at the nature of our shame and ask ourselves, where did I learn to shame myself and why? do I feel ashamed of myself and what am I ashamed of myself for? And we can see it's really a learned perception, a learned identity, a learned emotion that we have. We can start to meet ourselves, meet the shame with self-compassion. The antidote to shame is self-compassion, is understanding, is love. And I like to say self-compassion, and it's not something that I like came up with on my own here. This is this is something through research and through observation and understanding that when I started to be gentler and more kind and more loving to myself, that that intense feeling of shame that I was feeling was no longer as as potent or as intense, but instead it was like like shame was like an ice cold floor that was like receiving a warm, loving embrace because I had put a blanket over it and said, oh, I hear you, I see you. Like, here's some warmth here. Like, compassion really brings warmth and asks us to hold warmth and love and light in our bodies and in our systems. And when we meet shame with self-compassion, that's very, very transmutive. It's very, very healing. So, like, the things that you shame yourself for just think of one thing at the top of your head. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? What do you shame yourself for? Uh, for me, it was I shamed myself for my creative expression, how I expressed myself. I, ashamed my, I was ashamed of it because, I don't know, there's something wrong with the way I express myself. But I realized that shame is not mine. That's something I learned. Someone else was ashamed of how I expressed myself out of probably... Um, unintentionally knowing that this is something that was true about themselves, that they love to creatively express themselves, but they held themselves back because of shame about their creative expression and how people would receive their creative expression. And so when I meet that shame with compassion, I say, oh, it's okay. It's okay that you're feeling this way. It's okay that you're uncomfortable about the creative self-expression, or it's okay that it's not perfect. It's okay that you know you talk this way, or it's okay that your eyes light up because you get so excited when you express yourself creatively. When you meet shame with compassion, there is uh, relaxation, there is warmth, but there is this deep seeing and meeting of yourself that happens. You're no longer disassociating or separating from the self, you're coming back into, um, into unity, into union with yourself. And you're saying to yourself, Hey, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay that you are this way. That's what compassion does. And if you kind of think about how you would extend compassion to somebody else and somebody else is struggling and they're having a hard time and you express compassion, you're like, Oh, I understand what you're feeling. I understand what you must, what you must be experiencing. And like, I still see you as this amazing person, even though you feel like you didn't do this perfect or whatever, just how you would extend compassion to somebody else. You could start to do that to yourself. And I want to just bring up the definition of compassion real quick. I really sometimes like to like look for definitions of words that really helps me kind of see it in a bigger picture way. So the definition of compassion, according to Merriam-Webster dictionary, is sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with the desire to alleviate it. That's a really, really good definition. Sympathy. That's also a really good way of saying it. Condolence. Condolence. But It's really meeting yourself in a sympathetic way when you're distressed, and when you're in shame, you're distressed, and most often when you're in shame, the judgment gets heightened, or the 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 silence and wanting to just close down and disassociate and separate yourself and isolate yourself is heightened, or the desire to maybe punish yourself is heightened. But when you meet yourself with compassion, which is bringing a sympathetic understanding or sympathetic consciousness to the distress, it helps you to alleviate some of that intensity of that really yucky emotion that you're feeling. And so everyone knows how to soothe themselves. Like you know what you need to soothe yourself. There's probably certain words that you need to hear or certain things you need to do or certain ways you need to touch yourself or you need to go have a glass of water or go take a walk or... Um, give yourself a pat on the back or hold your hand on your heart or tell yourself words like, it's okay. I'm still here for you. I still, I understand what you're going through, but to me, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be have everything figured out for me to hold compassion and hold you in an understanding and soothing way. Like it's really about regulating our nervous system as well, because when we're in shameful responses, our nervous system is very, very unregulated and kind of fried. And I think compassion is such a great way to regulate and soothe our nervous system and to kind of train ourselves to start. To build that foundational relationship with ourselves as we have our back. Like, I will not shame you in the way someone else has shamed you. Like, society may have shamed you because of the way your body looks, because society thinks that a certain body shape is the ideal or perfect body shape. And because you didn't have that body shape, you internalize my body is shameful. And so you're just contained to perpetuate. And do what somebody else did to you. That's kind of how shame stays alive as well. It's the constant perpetual judgment, silence, and just not talking about it. I feel ashamed. So I'm not going to talk about it. But this is why like vulnerability, I always say, is power. Vulnerability is allowing us to step into our power and be open and re- and, and, and out loud say that I feel ashamed of my body. And it's okay. Like, I don't have to continue to be in judgment or in secrecy or in silence with the shame that I feel. By giving it voice, by being vulnerable, by sharing it, by witnessing it, by giving it space and meeting it with compassion, we start to lessen the grip of shame. And I think for me, the biggest shift that happened is that When we perpetually continue to live in toxic shame within ourselves, we're just continuing to perpetuate someone else's treatment, behavior, actions, words of us, how they shamed us. We internalize that shame and we continue to do it to ourselves. And the way to stop taking on someone else's shame or what somebody else shamed you for because they were in a distorted or unhealthy or toxic place within themselves is to really make it a priority to stop doing that to yourself by meeting yourself with compassion. It's like putting the swords down, putting the judgmental, critical voice down the critical judgmental eye that you have towards yourself down and really meeting yourself in a compassionate, soothing space. And this is something my therapist said to me, which was really, really helpful for me. I want to pass on to you is that if you could borrow someone's eyes, and I'm talking about someone you trust, someone who you you know loves you and you feel love from them for you. If you could borrow their eyes and you could look at yourself through their eyes, how would you see yourself? And really notice how you would see yourself through that person's eyes and write this down and how that person sees you, that person who loves you, you can, you can hold yourself in that tender regard of how they see you. And you could start to borrow their eyes as a way to start seeing yourself with that tender, compassionate, kind gaze. And the other thing that I want to share with you is oftentimes we see ourselves through the eyes of people who have belittled us, were mean to us, were judgmental to us, shamed us. And so for me, this was my parents, the way they treated me, I learned to feel ashamed and worthless and not valuable for who I am. And I spent most of my life looking at myself through their eyes. And I know that they love me, love in air quotes, but it wasn't love that I was feeling in that transpersonal exchange with them in that exchange with them, I wasn't feeling love from them. But when you truly feel love from somebody, they don't they don't they may never have to say anything to you, but you feel the love this person has for you. You can just sense it in the way they they communicate with you and the exchanges that happen between you two. And oftentimes when we look at ourselves through shameful, critical, judgmental eyes, We have borrowed the eyes of people who treated us poorly and we've just kind of stuck their eyes on our eyes and we continue to just walk around our life looking at ourselves and looking at everything that we do under this hypercritical microscope and judging ourselves for everything and continue to shame ourselves. So take the eyes that you borrowed from the people who truly didn't love you for who you are or meet you and see you and accept you for who you are. Take take those person's eyes off and think of somebody in your life who loves you, who you can truly feel love emanating from them for you and put on their eyes and look at yourself through their eyes and see yourself how they see yourself and let this help you rewire and Learn to see clearly yourself in a loving, compassionate, kind way. This is gonna be really helpful. And if you're if you're just on the beginning stages of your journey of unlearning shame, give the shame a voice. And this could be just in your journal. You don't have to go talk to anybody, but take it in step by step increments here give it a voice in your journal and then go work with a therapist find somebody that you trust that you can open up to and let this secret or this silent shame that you've been living with your whole life out and that this will help you stop the judgment but it will mostly help you see yourself as a, as a someone who's worthy and deserving of your love of your own love and your own compassion. If you have any questions, as you heard this episode, uh, feel free to send me an email. My email will be in the links in the show notes. And yeah, and it can really shift your perception of yourself to understand that the things I'm ashamed of are things I no longer have to be ashamed of i don't have to treat myself and behave with myself the way other people who shamed me for me being me did to me i can i can take that and i can come to a place of compassion kindness and loving kindness with myself and and change the narrative from shame to giving myself dignity seeing myself with with dignity and being dignified and being proud and having pride in who I am. Because I know when you're ashamed, it's it's like this never-ending cycle of looking for what's wrong with me. I need to figure out what's wrong with me. And the reason you can't figure it out because there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with you. It's the shame that keeps us looping in the judgment of there's something wrong with me. So put down the judgment and open up to a conversation with yourself and with shame and go deeper and see what comes forth. I'm sending you so much love and I am so just excited. I'm sending you so much love and wherever you are in the world, have a great day, but most importantly, have the day that you want to have. Stay open.